This episode is sponsored by Honey, HelloFresh, and Feels. Potty training. It's what separates us humans from the rest of the animal kingdom. Mm. We piss and shit in the toilet, and they piss and shit wherever the hell they want. Except, okay, that's not entirely true. Two notable exceptions to the rule are uh, domesticated cats and domesticated dogs. If they're good boys and girls. Yeah. Well, cats, they sort of naturally know to use the litter box that you set up for them. Dogs require actual training, much like humans. But uh, if you can potty train a dog, then why not just any domesticated animal? Has anyone ever uh, even thought of this? Why are we just letting all these farm animals just piss and shit everywhere? Yeah, and you did you did say humans, but uh, uh, runners they do not. Piss that's and shit true. Entirely. Runners, runners, they, wherever they need to, that's where they go. Got to go fast. At, uh, for some reason, oddly, at uh, high school, uh, high schools, this is where they where they do yeah, their business. And in back alleys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, why hasn't anyone ever thought of domesticating or taking these domesticated farm animals and potty training them like we do with dogs? Yeah. Well. Up recently, some scientists figured out that potty training cows is actually as easy, or possibly even easier, than potty training human toddlers. Here's the Associated Press. Turns out cows can be potty trained as easily as toddlers. Maybe easier. It's no bull. Scientists put the task to the test, and 11 out of 16 cows learned to use the moo-loo when they had to go. Uh, just like some parents, the researchers used a sweet treat to coax the cows to push through a gate and urinate in a special pen. And it took only 15 days to train the young calves. Some kids take quite a bit longer. The cows are at least as good as children aged two to four years, at least as quick, said study senior author Lindsay Matthews, an animal behavioral scientist at New Zealand's University of Auckland who worked with colleagues on the tests at an indoor animal research lab in Germany. So we cover toilet news a lot on this show. You need a real big dick toilet for this one, though. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Although I think these are mostly women, so. Okay. Thankfully, yeah. Yeah. If we were talking about bulls here. Yeah. Yeah, you would need a big dick toilet. That's true. The biggest big dick toilet (laughs) you've ever seen. A trough. But uh, yeah, we've talked about a lot of toilets on the show. The big dick toilet for one. Uh, But cow toilets? Mulu? This is new. And and the the big question, of course, is but why? Yeah. Well, turns out it's actually a pretty good reason. Uh, Cow piss, like cow farts, is a serious environmental issue. Uh, Here's the article again. Urine contains nitrogen, and when mixed with feces, becomes ammonia, which is an environmental issue with acid rain and other problems, Matthews said. It can also taint the water with nitrates and create the airborne pollutant nitrous oxide, he Mm. said. And cows do pee a lot. A single cow can produce about 8 gallons, 30 liters, of urine a day, Matthews said. In 2019, nitrous oxide comprised 7% of all the U.S. greenhouse gases, according to the Environmental Protection Agency. As for how the scientists conducted this little experiment, uh, here's what the article says. At the lab in Dummersdorf, Germany, uh, the researchers mimicked a toddler's training, putting the cows in the special pen, waiting until they urinated, and then giving them a reward, a sweet liquid of mostly molasses. Cows do have a sweet tooth, Matthews said. If the cows urinated outside the moo after the initial training, they got a squirt of cold water. Bad. Then in two sets of experiments, the researchers let the Holstein cows roam around the indoor facility. Uh, When they had to urinate, 11 of them pushed into the pen, did their business, and got their sweet reward. It's that easy. So yeah, I mean, there's still lots of questions here about like how well this kind of thing could scale to larger cattle operations. And then there's also the question of what to do with all that delicious nitrogen-rich cow piss that Mm. they're uh, presumably capturing and... uh, in, in some large vessels to prevent it from entering the ground and the groundwater supply. What do we do with all this delicious, fragrant, pungent cow piss? We huff gr- it. We huff it. <laughs> 
I heard if you mix it up with a few other things, it's it's like laughing gas. Yeah, it's good stuff. You can do whippets. But uh, look, if you've got your own little uh, young human child currently having trouble learning to use the toilet, you can now guilt and shame them more effectively by pointing out that even a goddamn cow can do this. Are you seriously dumber than a cow, Brayden? Is that a new kid name? Brayden, Caden, Jaden. Oh, they're all the same. This is the only names white women know anymore. Yeah. Well, did, are we giving children pieces of molasses? Is that... Uh... Yeah, did you stop to consider that perhaps you should be... Uh, giving them sweet treats? Letting your child lick some molasses goop after... There you go, son. Go. Have a Werther's original. Yeah. Yeah. Kids love those. They do. They love it. But it has to be crumpled up into the bottom of a purse. Yeah, and yeah. at least a decade old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and questionable. It has, uh, it's been uh-huh. partially opened due to things rustling around. Might mm. have a little bit of hair on it or lint. Thanks, but, uh, Grandma. You know, once you blow it off and get through the initial layer, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's almost like a vaccine at that point. So. <laughs> yeah, you're doing more uh, good to your body than harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're teaching it to uh, ignore those uh, bad things in the future. Yeah. But let's move on to Afghanistan news. Yay! As you're aware, the Taliban is back in control of Afghanistan after nearly 20 years of U.S. military occupation because we love reboots. And uh, one thing that's interesting about the Taliban being back in control after so long is that unlike in the year 2001, internet access is now much more widespread in Afghanistan. That's true for most of the world, but it's still very weird seeing Taliban accounts on social media posting self-congratulatory memes adapted from various 4chan templates. It's very weird. Yeah. Although it's not that weird when you consider that the uh, far-right sort of fascist leanings of a lot of 4chaners and Western right-wingers have a lot in common with the beliefs of the Taliban. Mm-hmm. Both groups really don't like women's rights, LGBTQ rights, multiculturalism, and just modern so-called degeneracy in general. Both groups' worldviews are all about rejecting modernity and embracing tradition. And tradition for both groups is pretty much synonymous with religion. Mm. They're just different religions. It's pretty obvious when you think about it, but it was still very, very weird seeing this presented so openly on the popular Taliban Stan Twitter account at Malang Kostai, at least until he was banned recently. But uh, here's the Daily Beast. He's the English-tweeting, shit-posting Afghan Taliban fanboy who's found fame marketing the group's brutal cultural policies to the far right in its favorite language of message board memes. And Malang Koste is enjoying his moment. Despite the hype of his myriad Western Twitter followers, Koste isn't a member of the Taliban or its spokesman, although he says he's looking for a job in the new government. But after the Taliban took control over Afghanistan, he rose to demi-celebrity status among a Western far-right audience eager to have its cultural politics affirmed by a group that's been ascendant against the same institutions it despises. And Koste has been only too happy to give the people what they want in meme after meme. Quote, well... I am not an official Taliban right now. I am just their social media supporter, he told the Daily Beast in a Twitter direct message interview. I am the only one from the Taliban talking to Westerners in the meme language which they like most. It's a little bit funny also. It's like he's interning down at the Taliban. Yeah, if he does good. Yeah, uh, and finishes, uh, you know, college. He prints out out his his analytics. Like, look at these. You're going to want me here. Yeah, you want to fire all these other guys. You You want me on your team. The Taliban loves edgy humor. They do. Just like teenagers. They like to laugh. Yeah. Wait till they see that episode of South Park where uh, Osama bin Laden is like Bugs Bunny. And he keeps getting blown up. Yeah, they might not like that. Americans are the craziest peoples. But, I mean, people like this guy, they, they don't even remember Osama bin Laden. True. So. True. Oh, you mean that old guy who lived in that building with all that porn on his laptop? Yeah. That was haram. Yeah. Very haram. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, Costa created his Twitter account back in August, and initially he was just tweeting Pashto language updates on the Taliban's progress taking back power in the country. Boring. But then one day he posted a Chad Wojak meme. So you got the crying Wojak on the left saying, your culture is racist, sexist, homophobic, anti-Semitic, and a threat to our liberal democratic society. You literally treat women like property. And then on the right, you've got an Afghan variation on the side profile Chad meme simply saying, yes. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. Uh, yeah, I mean, the novelty of seeing a pro-Taliban account posting meme formats familiar to Westerners, it quickly shot Coste's follower count up past 30,000. And uh, he leaned into posting mostly just the memes because that was clearly working. Is there one yet where it's uh, SpongeBob in his pineapple house and he has like a American military fatigues on and it's one where he's like peering through the window. Oh no, it's Squidward peering through the window and it's uh, SpongeBob and Patrick running and having fun but it's the Taliban running and having fun and the Americans are like, oh, God damn it. I don't think he's done that one specifically, but you should you should inquire about employment with the Taliban <laughs> as yeah. their new meme guy because this guy's been suspended now. So they oh need, yeah 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 so uh, they no need more. someone else. Yeah. Well, look, it's 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 easy to come up with, but I don't think I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna, I don't think this is what's going to bring me back to Twitter, Elliot. Yeah, shit posting. I, I think uh, it'd be pretty Taliban sh- memes. Probably pretty short lived. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm you know super followers. It'd be the most super followed account. This guy, he got really into spaces, too. He was, like, hosting... Oh, uh, yeah? He was hosting Twitter spaces as, like, the informal spokesperson of, like, explaining Afghanistan. Twitter was like, ah, we got to ban him, but he is the most profitable user we have on Superfollows. (laughs) He was... All (laughs) all whole $6,000 was sent. Yeah. (laughs) All going to Afghanistan. Uh, But anyways, uh, again, it wasn't just people fascinated by the absurdity of this. The account built up a real fan base among the American and European far right. Here's the Daily Beast again. White nationalists like Lauren Southern and Laura Loomer have shared his content approvingly. Taliban memes have me wheezing, not gonna lie, Southern once wrote. Fascist and white nationalist Telegram channels are especially fond of them. One of his most shared memes in the extremist right-wing Telegram world showed a Taliban fighter and medieval crusader standing next to each other as they take on a mob of conservative boogeymen, socialists, feminists, and racial minorities with the pledge to fight them together. Uh, the attention has clearly been exciting to Coste. Uh, he's curious about the possibility of getting the coveted blue check uh, reserved for authenticating government officials and notable public figures next to his Twitter account. Uh, uh, also, update, Laura Loomer has the COVID. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Okay. We got a little Loomer update, but spoiler alert. She, she got the COVID, and uh, listen, it's, COVID is never funny, but sometimes it's when you, a little bit when funny. You're, when you literally beg for it. Yeah, she did. She yeah. did. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, Mel Magazine, they also covered this uh, very strange phenomenon uh, from their article. Being flippant about people having rights, whether it's women or LGBTQ people, and basically creating hostility through memes is something that really grew in the American far right, says Don Caldwell, editor-in-chief of Know Your Meme. But beyond the content itself, I think Malong's memes demonstrate how visual symbols cross both cultural and language barriers. Sometimes the meaning can change. Hong Kong protesters using Pepe the Frog is very different from neo-Nazis in America using it. But many times the core idea remains the same. Perhaps the biggest factor is how memes allow someone to flatten the complexities of casual misogyny, homophobia, and anti-Semitism into a straw man argument designed for viral support. Naturally, right-wingers have responded to Taliban Twitter accounts with deranged appreciation and fresh content, with memes favorably comparing the Taliban's takeover to the January 6th insurrection, and even suggesting they're analogous to heroic Confederate fighters in the Civil War. The most common meme response I've seen in Malong's post is a simple one, based. With friends like these, 
Yeah, when you find yourself agreeing with the Taliban, the Taliban, that's probably a good sign you need to take a step back and maybe examine that's like what brought you to this That's how point. crazy it's gotten, though, is that, like, they're now more aligned with the enemies that's like set the past 20 years off yeah than uh their own fellow citizens biden is a cuck for leaving afghanistan but also we love the taliban <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's very 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 strange yeah it's very strange they have the best memes over there uh, um naturally though a lot of people who followed malang coste are not fans of the taliban and interacted with his account solely for a chance to dunk on him uh, and there was at least one documented case of a successful baiting of him into a D's nuts. And another case in which he fell right into the Ligma trap. Got him. But as we said earlier, Malenko State's Twitter account has been suspended, probably because it was an unofficial <laughs> propaganda account for the Taliban, which regularly spewed hateful uh, rhetoric. Yeah, that's probably it. But he's certainly not uh, the only one out there posting pro-Taliban Chad memes. And he definitely won't be the last. There's, I'm assuming, at least a dozen or more subreddits that are flying under the radar that do yeah. this right now. I mean, there's subreddits documenting it. There's one that's like r slash Taliban Twitter, mm-hmm. where uh, they're, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a pro-Taliban subreddit, but they are documenting it. Well, but that's the thing is like, that's happened with subreddits before in the past where it has been a place to... Uh, document uh, certain things that happen online. Yeah. And, and then, then yeah. it's like you open up the comment section and it's like, oh, these people are either A, being radicalized or uh, are already in support of what's being shown here. Yeah. This is just a place to back it up and be able to view and disperse it. Yeah. But this is, I mean, all this... The it, irony is gone. This is all kind of a throwback to uh, the sort of Wild West days of Twitter circa like 2012 mm-hmm. when there was... A lot of ISIS accounts on there. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, you could just get into an argument with a member of ISIS. That, that, that happened in, when we were at Machinima. Yeah. It was like an old ETC thing where like we got threatened on Twitter by yeah. an ISIS account that's, that, that said that they were going to kill yeah, us, basically. T- it took all the social companies a little while before they figured out yeah, how, we, to, how to deal with yeah, this. That was, like a, that was a, actually, I, I completely forgot about that, but that was a huge deal. We had like the head of security of Twitter like contacting and being like, Hey, don't worry. We've like banned the IP address. Those. Oh, thanks. I feel a lot better now. Cool. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. And I can't even remember what it was for. It was probably something extremely stupid. We we made fun of the Taliban in a video, and um, they did not like it. No. No, they did. Anyways, uh, in other Afghanistan news, though, uh, earlier this month, younger millennials were delighted by the return of Steve from Blues Clues. Twenty years after he left the children's TV show. His comforting video message to his old fans quickly went viral at a time when his now grown-up fan base is dealing with the crushing realities of the 21st century and its adulthood. Um, and it came out uh, just days before the anniversary of 9-11, which like couldn't yeah. have been more perfect timing for a, a little anxi- anti-anxiety. Yeah. Um, so there you go. And but, he left not long after 9-11. Hmm. But look, what has Steve been up to for the past 20 years? Well, the real answer is pretty boring and consists of other entertainment work, a lot of which wasn't in front of the camera. So a much more interesting explanation for Steve's absence started making the rounds. So here's Steve's Wikipedia page, or at least the version of it that existed very briefly uh, and was screenshotted. 
Stephen Michael Burns, born October 9th, 1973, is an American actor, musician, producer, director, and television host. He is best known as the original host of the long-running children's preschool television program Blue's Clues from 1996 until 2002, for which he was nominated for a Daytime Emmy in 2001, and for serving as an operator in clandestine operations against the Taliban from 2002 <laughs> to 2021. Wow, amazing. Hey and guys, yeah. I'm back. I, uh, my schedule just opened right up. Can't uh, tell you why. Uh, look, I'm not going to try to, you know, uh, point any fingers here, but don't you think it was just Elliot a little suspicious that once Donald Trump had the uh, handshake deal in place with the Taliban to pull troops out of Afghanistan, that all of a sudden there's a new blippy? Yeah. What happened to that old Blippi? Real... Is he now over in Afghanistan? The real Blippi has uh, like a big operator beard <laughs> and uh, night vision goggles. I, He's I, doing raids. I love the fake universe where our children's uh, uh, like preschool learning TV show hosts um, have to go. Operators. They're sleeper agents yeah. for like the Taliban. Well, there was there was always that that urban legend about like Mr. Rogers was like a sniper in World War II with like. Yeah. Over 400 no, confirmed it's true. kills. it's true. And they're like, the reason you wear sweaters is because his arms are all tatted up. Uh, back before the internet, you heard something like that, and you're like, all right, well, well, it might be true. That's because you heard the rumor, and then you saw the T-shirt down at Venice Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Go to my hood. <laughs> Just fully tatted. Um, but yeah, no, I believe uh, now, if, I, if we're talking about fun conspiracy theories, that's our, our children's television show hosts, once they retire, um, go to serve uh, their country, which is Afghanistan. Yeah. I mean, for 20 years. So Blippi will be back in 20 years, uh, whenever the next. Uh, it's the only way they can is. adjust back into civilian life is yeah. by doing uh, television for preschoolers, because everything else, the PTSD, everything. Yeah. The only way they can. It's get... like Bob Ross, who served in the Air Force. Yeah. He didn't see combat, but he was apparently a drill sergeant, yeah. which, uh, if you were a drill sergeant in the 70s, I mean, you did spend your days just. Yelling at people. You absolutely need a job that calms you the fuck down <laughs> yeah. afterwards. So I like this conspiracy. Yeah. Enjoy. Uh, but yeah, the timeline of Steve's disappearance and reappearance, they're a little convenient. Maybe a little too convenient. Uh, did Steve step away from teaching small children lessons to go teach the Taliban a lesson? Well, no, of course not. Uh, Blippy, though, he is actually yeah. over there fighting the That's Taliban. That's canon. Yes. Uh, he was on the, one of the planes that was bringing the last Americans out. He was. Yeah. And he was like, this is a plane. <laughs> it's really big, and it can fit a lot of refugees wow. in Wow. Whoa. Do you see how big that motor is? Blippy, shut up. They're going to make you. <laughs> Like, hey, can you get the guy wearing all the bright orange out there to distract people yeah, while we load everyone up? Completely useless camo. <laughs> You're not blending into shit. Hey, what the hell is that thing? Oh, that's Blippi. My kids love him. Tactical bow tie. He taught all of my kids English. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and about garbage trucks. Um, but yeah, apparently USA Today has a business relationship with Instagram where they write fact-checked articles uh, for posts that get flagged for misinformation. So this article exists on the website for one of the biggest news outlets in the U.S. fact check False claim that Steve Burns left Blue's Clues for Afghanistan war. It's on the record now. Yeah. And and so is our very wild tale about how Blippi is now serving. The real Blippi is behind enemy lines right now. He's uh, he's in the Hindu Kush mountains yeah. uh, crossing over into Pakistan for uh, night raids. Yeah. And uh, and those glasses, they're props. He is actually the best sniper that we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. This is a sniper rifle. <laughs> Want to see Boom! what it can do? Wow. <laughs> Half his head got taken off with that one. <laughs> 
Uh, can you spell ammo? <laughs> A-M-M-O. Also, I shit in my friend's butthole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a torture tactic. <laughs> You better tell us where the that, bombs are. Or I'm gonna shit in your butthole. That li- that video is literally from Guantanamo. Guantanamo. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. You know, all these liberals—they well, try to say that torture doesn't work. Well, Blippi shit in this guy's <laughs> asshole, and uh, he uncovered the location of several terror cells in the Middle East. It's like the the stories about how they like just listen to Metallica for 48 hours straight. Yeah. It's just the Harlem Shake and Blippi having explosive diarrhea. Every time he has to poop, he just does it in the cell. All right, that's it. I'm writing an entire movie about Blippi as an action star. <laughs> it's basically Rambo, but with Blippi. Anyways, in other news, uh, one of the names mentioned earlier for being a fan of Taliban memes was Laura Loomer, a character who has been on our radar for several years now. In a lot of ways, she's kind of the female equivalent of Jacob Wall in that her entire career in right-wing politics has had a largely net negative effect on her life. Well, and she co-opted uh, with him. A little co-op mission. Yeah. Uh, she went from verified conservative commentator to just banned everywhere, including like Uber Eats, in record time. And she's most known at this point for handcuffing herself to Twitter's New York City offices while wearing a yellow Star of David to protest her Twitter account being suspended due to just constant Islamophobia. Yeah, uh, due to all the bans and even the fact that hardly anyone on her own side want anything to do with her, we don't really hear much from Laura Loomer these days. She did run for Congress. Yeah, and she, she popped up recently doing something stupid. She uh, she ran into a Bitcoin conference to yell at Jack Dorsey. Uh, and everyone was like, who's that ugly lady? She did. That's what. Who's that, that 70-year-old woman? Even when she was still legit, her whole thing was she would just show up and yell at people. Oh, yeah, loomering. Yeah. loomering. Oh, you got loomered. Uh, but uh, here's an update, and I, I spoiled it earlier, but... She got COVID. And uh, yeah, just as you would assume, she completely dismissed the seriousness of the virus up until her own diagnosis. And surprise, she's not vaccinated. Mm. So here's what she wrote back in December of last year on Parlor. I hope I get COVID just so I can prove to people I had bouts of food poisoning that are more serious and life-threatening than a hyped up virus. Have you ever eaten bad fajitas? That will kill you faster than COVID. Well, Laura Loomer has gotten her wish. And over on her Getter account, she posted the following to let everyone know that this COVID thing, yeah, not really that bad. Quote, yesterday I was feeling ill. I had a fever, chills, running nose, sore throat, nausea, and severe body aches that made my whole body feel like I got hit by a bus. And after sleeping for a few hours, my symptoms started to remind me of how I felt when I had a bad case of the flu a few years ago. So I took a COVID test and it came back positive. I have not taken the COVID-19 vaccine and I don't plan on ever taking it because it is unsafe and ineffective. Her words, by the way. Yeah. Any any YouTube algorithm watching. Yeah. Today, I immediately started a treatment of azith thromiocin and hydroxychloroquine. I'm also taking the orthomune dietary supplement. I don't know what two out of the three of those are. Luckily, I live in Florida where Governor DeSantis has opened statewide Regeneron monoclonal antibody treatment centers. This morning, I received the Regeneron treatment for COVID. They love the Regeneron, which is even more experimental experimental than any of these fucking vaccines. Yeah, they don't... It's... Pointless to even do the mental gymnastics yeah. about this because it's just like there's no logic to it. Y- you could take the vaccine; it's there, and, like, it, and it'll stop. It's experimental. It's not. A, it's a only approved I'll take conditionally. The, like, the, yeah, so is fucking Regeneron. God damn it. Uh, meanwhile, though, over on Laura Loomer's Telegram account, she painted a slightly darker picture. Just pray for me, please. Can't even begin to explain how brutal the body aches and nausea that come with COVID are. I am in so much pain. This is honestly the worst part about it. Uh, unfortunately, she hasn't revealed how much better or worse her bout with COVID is compared to uh, the experience of eating bad fajitas. 
But uh, I imagine that she wrote that uh, telegram post while just scarfing down some fajitas. Yeah, the spiciness. Uh, It'll overtake the bad feeling of COVID. Not our words. Um, but uh, we would expect that uh, COVID would be worse than bad fajitas. Um, anyways, uh, we, we do hope that Laura Loomer gets well soon so she can get back to doing what she loves, being butt ugly. No, uh, showing up at public events and embarrassing herself. But also, she's very unattractive and looks like she's 40, even though she's still, like, 27, I think. It's weird. Mm-hmm. This shit does age people it does in age weird people. ways. Stephen Miller is a perfect example yeah. of that. Anyway, speaking of anti-vaxxers, now that the U.S. government has announced plans to require COVID-19 vaccination for government and healthcare workers, get fucked. people are lining up to get religious exemptions on the basis that unborn fetuses were used in the development and testing of the vaccines. And look, they're not entirely wrong about that, um, but they're oversimplifying it a hell of a lot. Uh, here's an article by the University of Nebraska Medical Center that explains things pretty well. No, the COVID-19 vaccines do not contain any aborted fetal cells. However, fetal cell lines, cells grown in a laboratory based on aborted fetal cells collected generations ago, were used in testing during research and development of the mRNA vaccines and during production of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Fetal cell lines are cells that grow in a laboratory. They descend from cells taken from abortions in the 1970s and 1980s. Those individual cells from the 1970s and 1980s have since multiplied into many new cells over the past four or five decades, creating the fetal cell lines I mentioned above. Current fetal cell lines are thousands of generations removed from the original fetal tissue. They do not contain any tissue from a fetus. So there you go. And uh, the... uh, the It's like when you get uh, life-saving medications and drugs from, look, sorry, animal testing. Like, a lot of the stuff that's been developed over the past couple of decades um, is, sadly... Uh, in some cases, the result of animal testing, but and a, lot, and a lot of that's worse because animals are actually harmed. This, these fetuses, I'm sorry, uh, they were not dead. They were, they were, they were, they were already dead. Yeah, and they took like single cells out of them and just put them in a petri dish to reproduce. But then, like these, these people with the res- religious exemptions, like they are the type of people who would be like, if their hip went out and they were like, oh, got some. If, if if a doctor told them they could put stem cells in there yeah. and, their, and their body would feel better, they'd be like, hell yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's the same with all these people. They refuse the vaccine, but as soon as they get sick, they start demanding like every fucking unproven treatment. Yeah, because the they, they believe that they are naturally immune until it happens, and then they want whatever it'll take to yeah. fix them. Give me the strongest drugs you've got for my super strong immune system that doesn't actually need any of that, but yeah, still give me everything. In their minds, it's worth the risk to risk it and hope that they come out without ever coming down with the virus so that they can prove to the world that they were stronger than everyone else, a.k.a. built different. Yeah. Anyway, the article's author, he then goes on to point out that both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines used cells descended from tissue taken in a 1973 abortion in the Netherlands. Oh, it's just a Dutch baby? Yeah, it's a Dutch baby. Mm. And the, uh, the J&J vaccine used a cell line originating from a 1985 abortion, also in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, The author also writes, quote, As a practicing Catholic, I think the moral balance of indirectly benefiting from an abortion that occurred 50 years ago in order to take a vaccine that will prevent further death in the community is a no-brainer, especially considering that so many of the over 620,000 American deaths have occurred in the most vulnerable and marginalized in our society. We need to focus on saving lives right now. We need to care for our neighbors. The Vatican and bishops agree. The Vatican has issued clear guidance that permits Roman Catholics in good faith to receive COVID-19 vaccines that use fetal cell lines in development or production. Well, I hate to break it to you, but there's uh, plenty of American conservatives who fucking hate the Vatican and the Pope. Yeah, they hate Catholics, which is interesting because I saw growing up just how 
mainstream uh, religious Catholicism started converging with evangelical Christianity, even though evangelicals fucking hate Catholics. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's all very weird. Yeah. But let's say you understand all that. You still want nothing to do with fetal cells. Well, a hospital system in Arkansas will still grant you a religious exemption from its vaccine mandate, as long as you also swear off every other medicine that has used fetal cell lines. Well, how many could it be? Here's the form that Conway Regional Health System makes employees sign to get a religious exemption. Based upon your religious exemption request, we ask that you complete the below attestation. This will help to validate your understanding of the ubiquity of fetal cell use in the testing and development of common medicines and consumer products and support your claim of a sincerely held belief. The following is a list of common medicines that have used fetal cells in their development. This is a commonly used and available but not all-inclusive list of everyday medicines that fall into the same category as the COVID-19 vaccine in their use of fetal cell lines. And what follows is a list of basically everything in your medicine cabinet and everything down in the pharmacy aisle of your local grocery store. You've got Tylenol, Pepto-Bismol, aspirin, Tums, ibuprofen, Xlax, Benadryl, Sudafed, Claritin, and many, many more. So it literally a bunch of products that these unvaccinated assholes probably took upon the first sign of symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this, they're trying to call them out as hypocrites. That, yes, exactly. And it's like it, I, I thought I was going for a stretch with the animal testing thing. I didn't know that these were all done yeah. with that. But that's, that's very common. Yes. Because it's uh, like uh, insulin came from is a big one that uh, I'm sure there's a lot of very Christian diabetics out there who would like to live. Yeah. So, yeah, you, I mean, the idea here is like, oh, well, you're not going to take the vaccine. Well, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming you won't be taking any of these drugs then. Ha ha. You've been, you've been hammered by the uh, hammer of justice and well, logic. I mean, we literally broken on the wheel of logic. It might have even been on last week's Weekly Weird News where it's like Christians pick and choose what they want out of the Bible, yeah. the same way they pick and choose what they like out of the Constitution. Exactly. So, But yeah, unfortunately, the people that this is targeting are the type of people that generally do not have much capacity for shame at all. And it's not like any of this is really enforceable yeah. by the hospital. But on the bright side, it sounds like this healthcare system only has about 5% of its workforce trying to avoid getting the vaccine through these religious exemptions. And they say that any religious exemptions that they do grant are provisional with no guarantee that they'll be valid in the future. Um, uh, uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be hearing that that's that'll be the new uh, religious exemption. You're gonna be hearing all about religious exemptions for the foreseeable future until the next thing. I thought we had like separation of church and state. Uh, we well we're supposed to. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Anyways, before we get into the headlines half of this show, this episode is sponsored by Honey. We all shop online, and we've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones that it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. I, uh, well, I recently got that, uh, it's like a Dremel tool thing for mm. a really good discount. And then I went and bought uh, a new uh, Ram shirt for the football season and uh, got free shipping and a $5 little uh, well, digital gift card for the site that I got it on. Very nice. Thanks, Honey. 
Honey has found its over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We would never recommend something we don't use, so get Honey for free at joinhoney.com weird. That is joinhoney.com weird. This episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip those trips down to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That is why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, from vegetarian meals and calorie-smart choices to extra-special gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy with recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. HelloFresh is also a great value. It's over 30% cheaper than shopping at grocery stores with pre-portioned ingredients that ensure that you won't spend money on excess food that just ends up going into the trash. Two recipes coming up next week that we're really looking forward to are the crispy Cajun chicken sandwiches and the sheet pan turkey meatball flatbreads, mm. both of which are cooked and ready to eat in about a half hour. I actually had a, a, a sausage flatbread like a week or two ago, and it was one of the best meals I've, I've had on there. Yep. There's always like one that stands out every week that I'm like, this is the best one I've had in so long. It's it's great. And you can save those cards yeah. if you want to make them later on your own. Yep. Start having fun in the kitchen like we are by going to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird14 and using the code WeeklyWeird14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that is up to 14 free meals by going to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird14 and using that code WeeklyWeird14. And this episode is sponsored by Feels. CBD isn't about what you feel, it's about what you don't feel. Stress, anxiety, pain, sleeplessness. If you experience any of these things, Feels CBD is a safe and natural solution without any harmful side effects. Feels is a better way to feel better. Feels is a premium CBD that will help you keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door, and CBD naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. There's no hangover or addiction, and we both use Feels to make sure we can get a good night's sleep and not feel groggy in the morning. Uh, like when I'm up late uh, editing uh, one of the episodes or specifically news dump is like yeah, a late one. Your brain's all wired. You need to bring it back It down. takes a long time to like get settled for bed and like feels really, really helps with late night working. So just place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Or if you need a dose of chill on the go, pop one of Feels' new CBD-infused mints. I for love a these. Clear-headed feeling with the bonus of having fresh breath. Yeah, yeah. These, are, these are great. We love them. Yes. So the uh, thing to remember, though, about CBD is that finding your right dose is important, and everyone's dose is different. So Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so you find your perfect dose. The Feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your CBD. When I got this in the mail, I was like, what the hell is this? Oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. It's, it makes it very, very easy. And the dosage is done for you. Mm -hmm. uh, so joining the Feels monthly membership makes your self-care easy. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel at any time. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash weird, and you'll get 40% off your first three months with free shipping. That is F-E-A-L-S dot com slash weird to become a member and get 40% automatically taken off your first three months with free shipping. Feels.com slash weird. All right. Back to the news now with the headlines, the funniest headlines from the past week or so, starting with one that I wish... I don't know why I even chose to put this here. Teen gets USB cable stuck in penis in backfired attempt to measure length. Now, that's the story. That's what he says. That the teenager gave to the doctor. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. You see, there's this... <laughs> I don't know if I should give the warning before or after I launch into this. I thought it'd be funnier if I did it after and make people think that I was, like, really into this. But no, I 
went down the rabbit hole when I saw this headline and read all of the comments about it. Uh, so I'm going to give that warning first. I only know about this because of the comment section where people were calling this person out for lying to the doctor. There's a fetish called sounding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, sounding is when you yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. find uh, pleasure in shoving things up your, uh, your pee hole. Yeah. Is, it, is the pee hole the vast the, deference? The, the urethra. The urethra. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, that that's seems what was to happening. Be what here. was happening here? He was. Oh, I was measuring. Do you? Why wouldn't you just use a fucking ruler? What are you measuring? Oh, because that would USB hurt way cable? too bad to shove a ruler. Yeah, up there. this is. Uh, I mean, whatever. This kid is probably extremely uh, embarrassed yes. and ashamed. Yeah. Um, whatever gets you. What if, if his parents believe it? Great, but cut that shit out. This could have gone very poorly. This could have gone very poorly, and sir. And I would beg you to not look this. No. Uh, any information about this up because. Uh, no. I. Uh, I was like, oh, this is a news article. Let's let's dive right in. And there's a fucking like picture of the cable. Yeah. Well it's an x-ray, but Okay. But it's uh yeah, it's it's pretty upsetting. Yes, it is very upsetting. Um but glad glad he's okay. Mm-hmm. Could have could have gone a lot worse. Yes. Yes. College students drank less during the pandemic but used weed and psychedelics at record highs, study finds. Which is great. Good. Yeah. Don't overdo it with the psychedelics, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Especially, I mean, depends on which part of the pandemic we're talking about, but I feel like, for me, the weed and the psychedelics at various points in the pandemic would have been a bad choice. Well, I was already yeah, feeling uh, uh, just sort of existential dread in general about uh, the world, and well, I, I tend to lean into those uh, negative feelings more when I'm under the influence of certain things. To be fair, being college age and not have, in theory, not having like a job, yeah. and a family, and a monumental amount of bills, you have bills. There's as a lot less like, to worry about. But yeah, you can just kind of like fuck off to the woods and do some shrooms if you yeah. want to when yeah. you're in college. It, watch it's, watch it's some not movies as much, with your friends and yeah, laugh. Where, where yeah, where for us, it'd be like, you want to do shrooms and look up terrible news articles to write about? <laughs> like, no! No, I don't want to do that. I, I know too much. But like going out to the forest away from people yeah. and having some time to yourself, like that's that actually seems kind of nice. Yeah. And the alcohol thing, of course, makes sense because uh, most people only drink alcohol with other people. That's and, uh, and when I, yeah. If you're doing school remotely, you're not spending as much time with other people. Yeah, that's uh, kind of one of the main reasons why I stopped drinking was I was like, I'm doing a lot of <laughs> drinking alone, just me and my wife, and a lot of it. Yeah. Be, whereas usually I'd be out at a bar and take like an Uber home and it'd be a fun time and then, well, that's done. Yeah. But no, uh, kind of just days melded into each other and the drinking never stopped. So had to cut that shit out. But uh, this is, I, I think this is probably a net positive. Yeah. Um, and good, because the weed is completely legal in most parts of the U.S. The the shrooms, getting there. Getting there. Starting to get there. And mm-hmm. honestly, it should, because uh, in general, really pretty uh, pretty safe thing done. with Com- uh, Compared to a lot of things that are legal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, next yeah. headline. Deprived of work by COVID, prison escapee turns himself in after 30 years of beach life on the lam. All right, put me back in. He was, a, he was a guy in Australia. He got arrested in the 90s for growing weed, and he was worried that he was going to get deported back to... Uh, he was from Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. and Yugoslavia still existed at this point. He was worried he was going to get deported back there. But then, so he, he busted out of jail, and then Yugoslavia, of course, collapses immediately afterwards. So, no, he wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have gotten sent back to yeah. a country that no longer existed. And then he, uh, he was doing fine for 30 years, working as like a handyman. 
cash business. And then the, this whole fucking COVID thing ruined everything. He's like, fine, put me back in. Yeah. And, and no, I'd rather go to jail than work for a restaurant for $3 an hour mm. plus tips. Well, over there in Australia, I think they actually pay their, uh, Good. Pay their restaurant staff well. Good. I could be wrong about that, but pretty much any country that isn't, uh, doesn't have a lot of other fucked up shit happening in it pays their service employees much better than here in the U.S. Yeah. So. A woman attacked by alligator says, I love him, and it shouldn't face any consequences. This is an update to one we, we talked about a little while back, that woman working mm -hmm. at, it wasn't a zoo, it was like a, it was one of those weird private zoos in Florida where they're just like, No, this yeah. is like Utah, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know where it was, but it was a private zoo where it's just like, yeah, I own a bunch of reptiles. Come it was and see the, the, Was it the lady that got saved by the bystander? Yeah, I don't know. She was like doing, she got pulled in. Yeah, and the kids were just standing there watching. <laughs> yeah, the kids were just like, hmm. Anyway, she uh, she forgives the alligator. In but case so you're did the guys that got their shit fucked up by the tigers on those tiger zoos. Yeah. They're yeah. like, no, it's 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 not my, it's the, not the tiger's fault. The one got. They're the animals. The one got uh, his his arm bitten off mm -hmm. at and and uh yeah so i don't know i mean maybe when you work with these animals you do uh you do learn to forgive well to be fair it isn't the animal's fault yeah this is what they're designed to. this is <laughs> all they know so uh yes it's, yeah i'm glad that she could uh you know have mercy on it forgive i guess yeah forget. yeah exactly yeah British Columbia man wins job back after post-chicken wing diarrhea mistaken for COVID symptoms. Jeez. I'm not totally clear on this one, but he was uh, worked for a cleaning company and he he ate some some chicken wings that just did not sit well with him. And he had he had bad diarrhea to the point where his coworkers and his boss were aware that he was uh, yeah. just dropping bombs in the toilet. And he was ordered to quarantine and take a COVID test, but he refused. It's just like when Laura Loomer ate fajitas. Yeah. <laughs> But he, he refused because he was like, no, it's definitely the chicken wings. I don't have COVID. Trust me. I don't have any other symptoms. I ate chicken last night and it's the chicken that I'm I'm shooting out of my asshole. And uh, that's it. And they're like, oh, you need to do a co he, So he refused. He got fired. And um, yeah, now he's, uh, he's they've he ordered him to, or they've ordered the company to give him his job back because my phone is blowing up. Sorry. Let me mute that. Oh, it's very, it's his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Elliot. Bye. Tell everyone happy birthday. Ha or, happy birthday. No, everyone tell Elliot happy birthday. Thanks. Good. By the there time you you're go. watching that's... this, it's too late. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. You know, birthdays are a whole week. They uh, are. But that's he's getting blown up because everyone's like, hey, happy birthday. If you're, if you're a 20-year-old woman, a birthday is a whole month. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you're a 36-year-old male? I am. So you two days. Two days. Yeah. And then after 40, it's just one. Mm -hmm. Anything more than that's kind of depressing. Yeah, and then you... And then you, you don't really want to celebrate. You don't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. The new Roomba uses AI to avoid smearing dog poop all over your house. Finally, a fix. This is just like when Nintendo turned on that Bluetooth. Yeah, wow. But yeah, I've, I've heard horror stories of people whose, uh, whose dogs aren't house trained, so they probably probably a little... Worse than a cow, these dogs. Yeah, worse than a cow, literally. And uh, yeah, the Roomba, it, it'll... it'll Go over that turd and just it'll just it. paint the house brown. Mm -hmm. People have had to get entire carpets torn out. It's a, it's a fucking disaster. They just wake up and it's like a crime scene in their house. Yep. So, uh, and the room is just sitting there innocent, banging it's, itself into it's the wall. It's sort of like doing an upper decker. but For the whole house. But for the whole house. You're upper deckering the whole house. You're using poop as a cleaning agent. Just throw away the Roomba and the dog. Throw away the house, yeah. yeah throw away the whole house, kind of. So that's good. Yeah, now... Uh, Blessing in disguise. They pull up the carpet. Beautiful hardwood. 
Yeah. Just like That's, in all those renovation yeah. shows. I mean, it's often the case. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of very bad home improvement things done in the 80s and 90s. Carpet you don't like, got you don't weirdly like dark, popular. Dark green shag carpeting? No. Hmm. So, all right. uh, yeah. But yeah, now your dog can poop all at once and the Roomba will be like, no. That's that's crap. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> the whole place is clean except for the one pile yeah. of shit. Great. Wife drunkenly crashes into husband's car while picking him up from his own drunk crash. I mean, it sounds like a couple made for each other. Yeah, they can. They they can. Drunk tank together. Drunk tank and a lot of the fines for this kind of thing very high. Double it. Yeah. Now. Uh, Double jeopardy. Let you free to go. Yeah. If a husband and wife can't be convicted of the same crime, Your Honor. Take the cuffs off, please. Yeah. You're free to go. Mm-hmm. Officer Dewey, get those cuffs off. Get this man a drink. <laughs> Let's all go have a drink. And then they're all partying at the bar afterwards. Yeah. And then the cop cars are just smashing everywhere. They mm-hmm. do a big pile. That's what the world used to be like. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking and driving was concurrent. Someone tweeted this shit, like, the other day. They're like... You guys remember how much drunk driving there used to be? I mean, I I, I don't uh, because I was only of driving age well after all of like Mothers Against Drunk Driving and seatbelts being... That was a video that... So at the beginning of the pandemic, that video went viral of people complaining about seatbelts because that was when the first anti-mask I won't be doing that. So it went viral again this week where it's just like shows. It's like the mid-80s, early 80s where the federal and state level mandates were trickling out about mandatory seatbelts. And they're like, oh no, it like gets caught on my clothes and like chokes me and Mm -hmm. like all this shit. And it's just like, like in the 70s, specifically 70s and before, but like even into the 80s, like people were really fast and loose with car driving. Yeah, but and drinking, you watch old movies. They're drinking and driving. Yeah, and it's it's just presented as like not that big of a deal. Yeah, no. It's it's, fucking weird. Well, and in a lot of places, like in towns that uh, even now are bigger cities but used to be rural, it's like they didn't see it as a problem because they're like the only ones on the road at like 2 a.m. You drinking and driving? Yep. (laughs) You ain't drinking and driving, are you, Doyle? Sure am. Fucking uh, Sling Blade. Watch Sling Blade as a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a raccoon eating king crab legs in your attic, workers tell Pennsylvania homeowners. Uh, that, that raccoon absolute well. king yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are beautiful creatures yeah. and uh, I mean I don't know where he got those king crab legs but he probably worked hard for them and I say let the raccoon enjoy his meal before uh, trapping him and releasing him into the woods it had to have been like fresh he had to have stolen it from like the kitchen downstairs or they something. said they didn't have they're like we have no idea where he got these crab legs he got them somewhere damn Someone else, some, someone else down the street is like, where the fuck are my crab legs? They, you know how much those things cost? They keep disappearing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fucking weird. It's it's crazy. I, I would love to see, like, the security camera footage of where this is happening. Yeah. Because that's a crafty fucking raccoon. They are very crafty. Yeah. You give them that. Mm-hmm. They're annoying. and uh, Beautiful creatures, though. They, they got are, little hands. They do have little hands. Mm-hmm. And they're very creepy. They're not afraid of humans. No. They will walk towards you and say, Give me that food. What are you going to do? Give me that crab leg. What are you going to do, white man? Get the fuck out of here. Give me that crab leg. No. (laughs) Woman raids ex husband's cryogenics lab, steals frozen brains he meant to bring back to life. Another great couple. Yeah, just, you know, your typical uh, divorce. No, my brains. You know, you, you have a happy couple. They start a cryogenics lab where people pay them to store their 
brains and bodies uh, in case of uh, resurrection someday. But then the couple gets divorced and things get a little messy and, you know, they start stealing people's brains as some sort of uh, revenge or leverage against each other. And it, it happens, guys. Yeah. One day they're going to bring back Jesus and he's going to be like, did you use any fetal cells in the development of this uh, resurrection stuff? And they're going to be like, well, yeah. And he's going to be like, actually, it's all cool. I approve. It's fine. it's fine. And everyone should get the vaccine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. You get the vaccine, two sets of footprints. <laughs> and final headline. LAPD to stop detonating explosives in residential areas after South LA blast. We did it, everyone. We shamed the LAPD. Yeah, I guess we should stop doing that. Into stopping their explosive detonations in residential neighborhoods. And the, the official uh, report from ATF came through this week or last week where they're like, yeah, no, they they did the whole thing fucking wrong. They used like four times as many explosives yeah. as they were supposed to they do. They loaded it up like it was its own mortar. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, I mean, this is just the thing. Like cops get all this expensive equipment. They have no idea what they're doing with it. Yeah. Every, every, all the, during all the George Floyd things, you saw all these like tactical cops that had just like every attachment on the rifles at once that like, you know, short range, long range, just every possible thing. And just, it was laughable. But they got all this shit for free. They gotta so use, gonna it. use it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's good to hear that they won't be detonating this kind of shit on the streets anymore. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. People have since died, right? I think we talked about that. Two old people who were present yeah. near the blast have since died. Um, probably as a direct result of the massive bomb going off right outside their homes and breaking all the windows and mm -hmm. uh, doing throwing cars and shrapnel around. Yeah, probably probably something to do with that. Well, hey, look, they learned their lesson, Elliot, and it'll never happen again. This will be the last time you hear about anything happening with the LAPD that seems a little <laughs> bit not on the level. Yeah, because we fixed the glitch, guys. Yeah. We're the new LAPD, and we don't blow up bombs in front of people's houses anymore. Yeah, it we. Put the protect back on to serve and protect. And listen, if you're looking for someone to blame for a bunch of fucked up things, why don't you go check out our local sheriff's department, the <laughs> L.A. Sheriff's Department. I can guarantee you, everything you hate about us, they're doing much more of and much worse. It's like YouTube pointing to TikTok. Yeah. Like, hey, have you seen TikTok, though? <laughs> they're really fucking up over there on TikTok. Yeah. Not uh, us, though. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you haven't seen our other videos over here yet, uh, we got a brand new Tech News Day and a new uh, news dump where uh, a company has analyzed just how much the medical debt of the Jackass crew would have cost if they weren't heavily insured. Yeah. Uh, so check uh, check both of those videos out. Also, literally the TikTok dangerous trends are in that video as well. Check both of those out. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a like, a comment, and do all of that. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.